Hi guys, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Anime Podcasters with your host, me, Hotshot. Sorry guys, <laughs> I am extremely happy to be finally talking about uh, what we're talking about today. I'm your host, Hotshot Ginger, and with me I have my only roommate. No one else lives here but us. It's just the two of us, I swear. No one else. It doesn't matter what you've heard. GoPro Kyo, how's it going, buddy? Hey, buddy, how's it going? It's going fine. So yeah, it's another uh, it's another episode of me and Kyo, and I know you guys like that. These are your favorite episodes. You can't get enough of just us. Like, just forget Jaden. But uh, due to my musical outburst, you might already know what we're talking about, and I hope you do. You clicked on the episode. We're finally talking about One Piece, and I say finally because I've been trying to get Jaden to talk about it for months or at this point probably years because <laughs> one piece one piece for me is one of those shows that i've adored from i've adored from the second i started and i adore it now but uh i'm gonna get more into that later i adore the universe i adore the characters the powers the the world building the ships it, it's just one of those things that i love i know you guys have heard me talk about the games of it as well and I'm I'm just really excited to finally be jumping into this. Uh, Kyo, how do you actually feel about One Piece? Or have I ruined it for you forever? Uh, you have not ruined it forever. You haven't ruined it yet. Oh, th- um, oh thank God. <laughs> I, I should hope so. Um, so for me, One Piece was uh, always one of those... Uh, it was always one of those shows that was like... I knew of it, but I never watched it or read it until a little later in my anime watching career, I guess is the phrase for it. Um, I didn't really get into it until I was uh, like a little bit. I think I had finished uh, original Naruto before I started One Piece. Funny enough. Uh, So I was like 15 when I got into it. I mean, to be fair, I mean, it is an older anime than Naruto, than even Naruto. It but, is, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're sucked into a world as heavily as we both got sucked into Naruto, mm-hmm. I can completely understand not getting sucked into a world like One Piece. Because there's they're, a lot. They're two very different uh, flavors of shonen anime, I, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I love both those flavors. I like chocolate and vanilla, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh, before we get too crazy here, guys, with the uh, with the actual topic itself, um, just a quick announcement for you guys. Uh, Jaden dropped this on us uh, about a couple days ago and wanted me to give a quick shout out. But we have been charted on the Apple Podcasts in three different countries, meaning. And as far as Apple goes, our podcast has been charted. Like, we are actually numbered. And the three countries, we are positioned 196 in the United Kingdom, 143 in Australia, and we are number six in France. Number six? Now, if you ask... We are number six in France, yeah. Oh, wow. Now, if you ask me what any of that meant, I could not tell you, but thank you. (laughs) I am I feel I feel really bad that I have to say it like that, but I don't have any other way to word it, and I'm sorry. But thanks to you guys, we actually have positions in charts across three different countries, so thank you. And 
also before we get too, too crazy, at least you're listening, and I appreciate it. And before we get too into the actual topic itself, we also have a voicemail from one of the ones who couldn't be here today with us. Uh, Jaden left us a voicemail to listen to because uh, before we decided to start recording, he went ahead and got some questions from fans about One Piece as a whole. So we're going to go ahead and listen to his. We'll talk a little bit about the topic and then we'll uh, get to those questions. So we'll start with his. Yo, Hotshot and Kyo, it's Jayan Music sending a voicemail into his own podcast. Okay, I had a quick question for you guys. Considering that One Piece is the longest running anime ever, over a thousand episodes as we are recording this episode, well, as you guys are recording because I'm not here in real time right now with you, I want to know, what would you tell someone who's never watched One Piece before to convince them to start watching it, considering how long of an anime it is and how much of a commitment it would be? I would be really curious to know. Thank you, and I hope you guys are having a good episode. Oh, Jaden. Oh, Jaden. You just had to invade our podcast even when I thought I got a day off, didn't you? I mean, obviously. Okay, but... <laughs> right? I mean, it is his channel. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it is a very valid question, though. Like, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have asked the same thing. That One Piece is a series with over a thousand episodes, well over a thousand issues, like manga-wise. And it's very daunting for someone who hasn't started it and been through it from the beginning. And even then, if you watch the dub... You were stuck with the four kids dub for a while until they got kicked off, oh, and God, then the fresh right. dub started with Funimation. So I forgot I have seen the with, four kids dub. I forgot that I watched that with you. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's that a was trip. a trip. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, <laughs> but even if even if you started it when Funimation started dubbing, you still wouldn't be caught up to where they are, and you still wouldn't be caught up to where Funimation is. Probably. I mean, even they're like, not caught up. The f- <laughs> Yeah, the Funimation dub goes to about 850 out of like 1,100 episodes almost at this point. But if, uh, but my personal answer to that question is it really depends on the character and the world building and how much you can get into those. Because I knew from the first frame that he showed up, I was going to love Luffy. <laughs> like he is just one of those energetic, crazy characters that, uh, just has his own aspirations and dreams and doesn't really care what gets in his way. And we start with like crazy character concepts and crazy character designs like Alvita. She's just this big ass ogre woman with a big ass club and is just knocking people off the ship left and right on her, on her pirate ship. And it's just showing like massive strength and showing that this is a threat. Meanwhile, Luffy's just downstairs just eating bread. So, apples. <laughs> is it apples? Okay, I thought it was yes. <laughs> but I've it's, seen the it's first just episode one of those that things. many times. <laughs> That's fair. But it's just one of the, it's just one of those things to me where the characters immediately captured me, and then uh, periodically we introduce new characters. Like we meet Zoro, a lone swordsman who's the stern, serious training type. Nami, the sassy, spunky navigator will rob you of your own wallet chopper the really cute little reindeer who's just there for the cutesy moe factor and it works right and these are just the straw hats 
Oh, like, don't, there's don't a you whole lot of other characters. Don't you dare demean Chopper like that, Austin. You know he's important. Oh, he's super important. I'm just giving the blankest blurb because <laughs> don't <laughs> there's you a tell lot any, to talk about. Don't you dare tell anybody that Chopper is not useful. <laughs> okay, Chopper is not useful. I'm saying this with my fingers crossed. The, yeah. Motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I mean, in that that is just Straw Hats because there's a whole lot of characters that you're actually interested in. Like the villains, when they get introduced, are actually menacing and tough to handle. And the world building is insane. Like when you when you start in the East Blue, it's not really all that complicated. It's basically like going from country to country to country in the ocean we have now. But when you go to across the Grand Line, oh dear lord! <laughs> yeah, that all gets flipped on its head. But for for me, it's it's the characters like that. That is what sucked me into the show. I started watching the show again about two, two and a half months ago from episode one. And I am now past the time skip episode. And that's what we're going to talk about today is from is pre time skip. And I did so that pretty in much months. everything from episode one up to what was it like five, four hundred or something? like five fifteen. Yeah, it was five hundred and fifteen about. Yeah. That was a lot of One Piece. <laughs> it really was. I loved it, but I just there were some times where I'm just like, I don't want to see this, and there are other times where I can't get enough of this. It was a roller coaster. I, that's bullshit. You were watching it just straight. <laughs> you just yeah, kept, but there were some episodes. <laughs> there were some episodes where I'm just like, maybe I should take a break. No, I got to get caught up. I got to get caught up. Were those, did those just so happen to be the days where I was like, you need to slow down? No, I think on those days, I think at those days, I just went harder. (laughs) Like, I finished an entire arc when you told me to slow down. Oh my God. Just to spite you. I can see me doing that. That's probably what happened. No, I know you did. (laughs) It was funny. What about you? How how would for, For context, like, Austin and I work at the same job. And so, like, we had, uh, we had, like, what was it, like a week and a half straight of uh, content cleaning? About, yeah. And so, like, during content cleaning, you just take boxes, you clean people's things, you put them back. That's literally it. But since uh, since it's just, like, you're just working there and you're cleaning stuff, you're allowed to, like, listen to music, watch uh, stuff on your phone, as long as you're still working. Austin just was watching One Piece even through break. Like, he was watching it during work during break he even found out that he could watch like Funimation now like on his phone on the go like with uh with mobile data yeah like, I was hooked. It, it was never ending which is fitting i was hooked which is fitting because it's a show about pirates i mean <laughs> fair enough fair enough is there a way but, that uh, you would convince someone who's never watched it before um i think you kind of hit the nail on the head by saying like uh, it's a show where like you have to be invested in the characters, and I think that's kind of the strength of the series. Is just like the characters are actually like very likable. They all have uh, like they they all kind of follow the same rule uh, that Pixar seems to follow, which is uh, there's a char- there's a character writing rule called uh, you admire a character more for what they try and don't succeed at than what they do succeed at. Which is kind of what uh, it's it's kind that's kind of what I feel like they uh, 
the characters thrive on. They all, uh, they always fall, but they always get back up again. And that's always a, I feel like that's a common trope in anime, but it's always like, it's always effective. So like, yeah, there's also the fact that, that like, uh, they're also relatable in the sense that they all have a dream and they all like, will do anything to achieve their dream. And I think that that's something that like pretty much anybody can find, uh, common ground with somebody with you know yeah and yeah i think the the uh, best way to describe one piece is that it's very character driven and the world building is really good um i think it's a little bit better than most shonen shows given the fact that it's the longest running because it hasn't actually stopped i don't think i mean there's been a hiatus once maybe that i recall but uh, it's it's not slowed down since it started, and it's been going since what was it like nineteen ninety one ninety eight uh, ninety nine I think we saw ninety nine yeah so like it actually has been going for like twenty two years yeah but then there's like uh, like another thing that separates it is take Dragon Ball for instance hmm. Dragon Ball is still technically going too but I it's mean, had Dragon yes. Ball. Yeah, it's had yes, Dragon it is, Ball, Dragon but, Ball Z. But it did stop. Hear me out. Is the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It had Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Kai, which was just a re-release of Dragon Ball Z, just upgraded. Yeah. And there were breaks between all those. It was just different series, but it was still in the same franchise. And then you had Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, now you have Boruto. Yeah. So it's technically still going, but it's had breaks and it's separated into like into essentially three different shows. Yeah. One piece is just one piece. There's no middle ground. There's one piece the series and the one piece movies. And that's it. That's the that's as far as separation goes. Yeah, they don't the uh the the more to your point, like they uh Dragon Ball so like technically Dragon Ball never stopped like og dragon ball the manga was just dragon ball even though the show was z that was just like the that uh that was just like the marketing for the series yeah but yeah so like gt was a continuation entirely by toei and then super is also a continuation with a carry or or toriyama's approval but it is it does kind of speak to one piece's uh quality and like storytelling that it's been going and it hasn't stopped whereas like all the other shonen shows have stopped and obviously they came back like bleach is coming back uh super is on boruto is a thing sort of uh <laughs> but yeah like, i do i do agree like the fact that it's been going so long is like intimidating but it's also kind of a it's kind of a a testament to like how good it is, but you can definitely get burnt out on it. I think it's best to like, personally, I tried to stick with like what's canon. So like, I just follow like the manga appropriate uh, stuff. So like the stuff that's been adapted from the book or from the comic book to the, the anime, not so yeah, much the filler which stuff. I mean, it's fair, which I mean is fair because there are some filler arcs and, in any show that you just make you want to you rip your hair out. <laughs> but at the same time, I see there's uh, I personally think there's a benefit to filler because it's it is more content with the characters that you love just seeing them in, different, in a different light. And like one of my all time favorite episodes from Naruto is a filler episode. 
No, like, yeah, like they're, 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 they're not. Uh, I'm, I'm not dogging on filler as a whole. Like, obviously, we have stuff like the for Naruto. One of my f- favorite episodes is the mask episode where they're trying to find out uh, Kakashi's face. It's a really good that character was the one building I was episode. About. Yeah, I know. I, I know because I I love that episode too. <laughs> um, and with uh, Dragon Ball Z, there's the driver's license episode <laughs> that everybody remembers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody remembers it for a reason because it's funny and it and it just kind of endears you to the characters more. But it, it personally, for me, I don't enjoy One Piece filler because uh, I, I feel like it's really derivative and it's really uh, repetitive. I guess is another is the better way to describe it. It feels it feels like somebody trying to be uh, Ichiro Oda's style, and it it doesn't always work for me. Because like what you mean uh, like one one piece is really weird on its own, but somebody else trying to mimic the weirdness and on top of that you told me about or you showed me you showed me that episode where uh, a regular arc was going on then they stop and it becomes like this feudal Japan episode for like just one episode or so and then they go back to like everything like it's normal. For like two to three episodes, yeah, and they, that's not the only time they do that. They no, do I know that, like, that's what that's what times. I'm I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating yeah, and I, annoying. <laughs> I said I said this in our last episode in the last Koala Cast episode I did with Jaden and Morel. Yeah, I did not know filler hatred until I ran into One Piece filler, <laughs> and the only reason. The only reason I ran into filler hatred was because timing. Timing was the only reason that I hated it because it was in the middle of a big ass battle. Stakes were high. And then it cuts to the uh, next time on section. Yeah. And Luffy's like, whew, I need a little breather after all that seriousness. I'm <laughs> like, I fucking don't. Get to the good shit, Luffy. Yeah, I know. Like, they, they break away from it. It's probably because, like, they're trying to get. Uh, or like give the manga time to catch up or they just want to like, like they're just doing a deviation because they need to not because they want to, which is the whole reason why I I feel like it's ridiculous, which I mean, I do under, I do understand like in the workplace aspect, but when we're streaming it nowadays, it's annoying. Binging makes it so much worse. Actually, if you think about it, because like, when uh, when it comes to like say like if you uh, say say like if you're like binging something on like Netflix for example, and then just in the middle of like a Black Mirror episode, they do an episode that's like really like not related to whatever the show is actually about. So it's just like they just do a complete detour for a whole episode or two, and you're going to be completely distracted by that <laughs> after you've just been watching something with like an overarching overarching plot. I know Black Mirror is a bad bad example. It's an anthology, but I feel point like being, it's, it's really I feel weird. Like it, I feel like as streamers, though, we're spoiled because a we have oh the yeah, absolutely, to skip the, we, the we're absolutely we spoiled because of streaming. When meanwhile, back when you had to watch it when it was coming out on cable, you had to go through not one, not two, but three weeks of that filler before yeah. the arc you were watching kicks back in. And I, in the back of your head, you're just like, I forgot everything. Yeah, <laughs> that that's even worse. Also, I think like if you like say the last episode you were watching like the crocodile fight and you're reaching like the climax of 
of that battle. And then the next episode is just like, let's take a break to go see a fucking ball game or something. <laughs> I was like, they're in a completely new location. It has nothing to do with like Alabasta or wherever they were. And, and, and Vivi's not there or something like they, they didn't even try to connect it. They're just like, Hey, here's this story. Like here's nobody likes like, that. It's like, it's like Mario games where like, if you stop in the middle of a level and then just play Mario party for a while and you're on Bowser's <laughs> team with Mario, like you're just playing games with your arch enemy. And then you just jump right back into that boss fight that you're in. <laughs> it, it's just it's so it, it would be the equivalent of like a mario party mini game in the middle of a regular mario game <laughs> which in hindsight that would be funny because that would mario. be funny actually with yeah one piece <laughs> with one piece it's infuriating <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean with nintendo you're kind of you kind of expect that because like that's just what they do they just have the characters get together and like we play baseball on Sundays with Bowser. Other uh, other parts of the week, he's kidnapping Peach, like quote unquote kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, after after he kidnaps Peach. Okay, cool. Same time next week. You still up for racquetball next uh, next Monday? Yeah, and Peach is there <laughs> or whatever have you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. So back should to the we? Actual uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Should we uh, start talking about the arcs? Uh, were there no more questions? Uh, there, there were two more questions, but they involve things in arcs. Do you want to do the questions now or just talk about, uh, the arcs okay. in general? Okay, um, I'll trust you to just, like, bring them up, like, per arc if they, if they, uh, uh, correlate. So when we, when we start, we start with Luffy in the East Blue. So the coordinates are the East Blue, the South Blue, the West Blue, and the North Blue. Where we start, it's East Blue, and that's all we see. We don't get to see, like, the North, South, East, or West, or north south or west we only see the east but the first one we start with after he takes down alveda on the on the ship which i briefly talked about is the roman romance dawn arc which is where we run into zoro which i know that's like the second episode but still that's what is technically counted as that so the first episode is not counted as part of the arc <laughs> the fir- the first episode is but oh. it's just counted as part of that arc because it's it's like first episode it's like basically the first five episodes no it's yeah like, i got i got arc. that i just thought that it was it i don't know i thought it sounded different <laughs> no you're good something that amazes me though in that arc in general Mm-hmm. Luffy isn't the only straw hat that's in the first episode. Nami's also there. She's not a straw hat yet, but she has been there since episode one. You know what's funny though? Hmm. She's not. She's not actually there in the manga. Oh no! No, that's something that there, the anime so... did. Okay. No, yeah. Well, so like the hmm. manga, the manga starts out with the. Uh, y- you know how like uh, there's the flashback that shows uh, uh, Luffy with Shanks and the crew. Oh, that's where it starts. That's where the manga starts. Yeah. Okay. It, it actually well, shows fair, the. I... It, it actually shows like uh, Luffy like stabbing himself in the face for the scar. Like that's the yeah. opening of the manga, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's how, like that's how I stab himself in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad we got it the way the anime did it, though, where we learn more about Luffy and then learn about his past like we do with the other Straw Hats. No, yeah, I think it's but, a good way to I think it's a good way to do it. Um, I, I think either way really works. I, I, I prefer the manga version personally, but I still like how the mo- how the anime handles it. Yeah, which I mean, to, to each their own, like, yeah, both ways. Both ways are good, though. 
Not, either way, we, either way, it's we, one piece. I like both. I, I like it just in general. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Go ahead. So when we start the Romance Dawn arc, um, when Alveda's ship makes landfall, we run into Zoro with uh, Luffy and Gobi, a little pink-haired man who wants to be a Marine, and he is wimpy as all get out. <laughs> but we see... We see Zoro essentially being crucified. <laughs> he's tied up. He's he's held up on a wooden tee and just being forced to starve. And he's we don't currently see him being beaten, but he is beat to hell. And that is our intro to Romanora Zoro. <laughs> and the fact that our start is seeing the fighter of the crew beat all to hell and still saying no yeah. is kind of awesome to me. Well, that, that's a good way to introduce you your character kind of, that that's kind of how you want a swordsman character to be. You want him to be strong willed. So, like, that's how you yeah. show that he's strong willed by showing him, like, being in a situation where he has to be. So, like, but really then you have like the but then you have the like, this is only in the four kids version. You hmm. have uh, this blonde, blonde hair guy, like the son of a Navy Admiral, he's not an admiral, the son of a Navy captain who holds Kobe hostage when he catches Luffy talking to Zoro. Mm. And in the four kids version, it looks like a showerhead connected to a spring and a whole other bunch of things <laughs> and has a trigger. It looks like it's just going to like hammer him lightly. And then in the original, it's just a straight up gun to the head. <laughs> That, that's it's like, like oh, that's like towards there's the real end of stakes the, here. That's like towards the end of it, though, where that happens. That's that's before he lets Zoro go, like before he gets Zoro untied. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I I just wanted to bring that up because it's still something that stayed in my head from seeing it from <laughs> four kids. Because no one in their right mind can still tell you what in the hell that thing is. <laughs> Oh my god. I do not know. I'm not a, I'm afraid of it because I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the fear of the unknown, right? <laughs> and it it's nowhere more apparent than in the four kids dub of One Piece. Oh my god. I I kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie from like the episodes that I saw. I actually kind of liked some of the dialogue choices. I thought I was a little bit more like colorful. But then they get to like parts what, where like the there's kids? violence, and then it's really, really bad. <laughs> oh, like when Luffy's fighting Crocodile, I'm angry and I'm wet. <laughs> it's just there's some gems in the four kids dubbing that you kind of have to see because it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> like Crocodile says, "I'm flushing a turd down the toilet" when he's talking to Luffy after making a sand pit. Your and desert it's, it's duty. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> Your desert duty. It's kind of amazing because Crocodile is not the character who would ever say that ever. And that's what makes it so hilarious to me because they break him so much. And as well as other characters. <laughs> but but uh, let's just say you can't watch if you're an adult, you cannot watch the four kids version of One Piece without some form of Shall we call it a helping hand? <laughs> because 
there's no way you're gonna do through get through this willingly it's and so much sober. fun to watch in the four kids dub though i actually still have all the episodes on my hard drive <laughs> not gonna lie i might go through some more with you like we'll jump into later arcs yeah because, of course yeah i want to see some some crazy stuff i want to see smokers like <laughs> like gaping mouth without the fucking cigar <laughs> Oh, <laughs> His giant I mean, teeth are just like separated still, by like an inch. <laughs> but smoke is still coming out. Yeah, it's still coming out. What the fuck? <laughs> or the or Don Creek when he's firing things at Luffy. In the original, they're like spears, like jagged things that actually stab into Luffy as he's firing. Uh-huh. In the four kids version, they're just stick'em darts, like yeah. plunger darts <laughs> that just stick to Luffy's body. Here's the and, funny thing, though. You could still see that yeah. being in the in One Piece, like kind of. <laughs> you can, but like not the, by the John tone, Creek. You could by the the tone, the tone of the uh, of the One Piece kind of fits that. <laughs> but Don Creek comes to the comes to the patisserie as this threatening, overlooking, like overlord kind of character. Like everyone in Sanji's restaurant is afraid of him. Yeah. And he's shooting you with nerf darts. <laughs> and meanwhile, he is Luffy, just one punch and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, obvi- obviously, the four kids dub is like infamous for being like really bad. So like they they cut a lot of stuff for those who aren't in the know. Uh, they cut a lot of things. They, they cut a lot of episodes. Um, what was it? So like of the first hundred episodes, they cut 30 they cut 30 episodes so that left them with like 70 and then to on top fair, of that that's like there one are, arc worth yeah probably like they probably cut a whole arc's worth at least but that also but on top of that there are edits like the hammer thing that the son that the son of the captain uses to threaten kobe there's the super well, soaker called the shower hammer yeah the shower hammer. There's the super soaker that's on what I'm calling uh, Smoker's it. back. Oh, that's right. All yeah, they changed it like to a super soakers. soaker. <laughs> and they also changed his name to Chaser. I, instead of Smoker. Yeah. yeah. Which I can... Okay, the one the one concept you brought up on Smoker, I can actually kind of understand. Hmm. Because it's he's still made of smoke. So yeah. just seeing the smoke come out of his mouth kind of makes sense. Because it's just like it's part of him. Yeah. So it somewhat makes sense. However, but you you can kind Smoker of get away is with more that. A, yeah, but Smoker is more of a badass with the two cigars in his mouth. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> say otherwise. Except no substitutes. I fucking love two cigars. Or except nothing. no substitutes. Yeah. <laughs> I I fucking adore Smoker. He's probably my favorite Marine character. Really. Do not do him dirty like this and give him a <laughs> squirt gun. That's not okay. <laughs> There's a, there's another stupid edit that I remember. Like there's a scene where uh, I think Arlong had like a pistol in his mouth, but like instead it's just like a block. So like they just point it. Oh, well, so that's like there's right. just a block. So they got rid of the gun. But it's like yeah, what is okay, he? So what is imagine, the other person holding then? <laughs> so adult uh, adult audience, imagine this: you see a giant fish shark man with a gun in his mouth. Okay, in anime that makes sense. Yeah, but. In the four kids family friendly version, you see a black sensor bar pushed into this man's mouth. That's not okay. (laughs) 
that's a different kind of show, and it's definitely not for kids anymore. <laughs> I, I do want to recommend. Like it's, I do want to recommend the four kids like stuff, whole... if only because uh, Usopp is voiced by uh, the guy who plays Sonic in Sonic X. <laughs> Oh no! And it's oh, so no. fucking oh, bad. No. <laughs> it it's like so in the form of censorship, like like four kids did. It's so bad to like um so one form of censorship that's going around nowadays, and I hate this is they're changing the color of blood from red to white. And there's one scene in uh in One Piece. That is Zoro absolutely covered in blood and scars from a massacred battle. Yeah. And it's dripping. It's dripping from his mouth and just all over his body. And it's just patches of white dripping liquid. That looks wrong. It looks so wrong. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you're not helping. You're making it. (laughs) You're making it far worse. It is very bad. It is so bad. Is this a, is this a recent thing? The uh, the newer episodes. This, this a recent. This a recent censorship thing. Yeah, but people have gone back to previous episodes or previous like pages in manga and edited it in that censorship style. Uh huh. And it is horrendous. <laughs> it is so bad. So wait, is this something that's happening so, in the show? Like actually, or is this just like a joke that was being done this, online? The so the censorship is real. Oh, it, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's currently happening with like some versions of screening, like in different countries or what have you. But I do know that people have been making a joke of it by going back and doing the older stuff in that style. <laughs> but it is a current form of censorship. With, it might be with like newer things the, coming out. It might be like either like the Chinese or another another country's censorship or another country like that yeah yeah i don't know like so china has some weird uh has some weird broadcasting rules yeah so i'm thinking um and that this is uh what i'm discussing with you we discussed about going through the arcs one by one uh-huh and uh i think a more general discussion about everything would make a lot more sense because <laughs> even if we spend five minutes per arc we're gonna be here for like three hours uh, which <laughs> I'm which I'm not really minding the time at the same time guys I'm not going to overload you with so much this might even be a part one of one piece we don't know I'll talk to Jane about that yeah anyway where do uh, where do you want to start then so we talked to we talked a bit about Zoro so I'm gonna go ahead and finish that one off okay um so after Zoro gets free uh, he and Luffy I'm they don't kill the uh, the captain that was having Zoro executed, but they do horribly beat him. And <laughs> Luffy topples the the statue made of him, crippling him, and officially making him and Zoro even more wanted by the Marines. <laughs> and Luffy says goodbye to Kobe. Kobe starts on his quest to be a Marine, and Luffy's quest officially begins as a pirate. And something that I actually didn't know bef- until rewatching this, the captain's son, he actually starts marine training with Kobe, and oh, he yeah, is actually right, with him throughout his. He is actually with him throughout his entire marine career. Huh. I did not know that until I start until I watched watched it because he doesn't show up again until Water Seven. Oh yeah, that's true. And then we have okay. 
So if we just jump on to the next arc or the next major one. I, I how about uh, this? Next one is yeah, go ahead. How about this? We'll we'll just go over like some standouts for each arc. Like what are some uh some of your favorite scenes or favorite uh, uh so next up we have uh orange town which i don't know if you remember that one at all uh buggy's uh buggy's arc okay yep yeah so that's the introduction to buggy the clown and god help me i actually really like buggy <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just he's just one of those characters that like i go in ready to hate but he's just so wacky and gets away with practically everything by doing nothing. I can't help but actually love him. <laughs> and it is the real introduction to Nami. And oh, dear Lord, Nami. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one on the internet that says I adore Nami. No, you will certainly not be the last either. I will not be the last. I was not the first. I am just one of the many masses. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the horde. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the thing that stood out most uh, most to me in this actual arc itself, though, was Buggy and his devil fruit, because oh, his, yeah. Buggy's devil fruit allows him to not be defeated by the sword no matter what. And he even faces Mihawk later, and Mihawk can't beat him. <laughs> M- Mihawk, the strongest swordsman in the world, cannot beat this fucking pirate clown that does nothing. <laughs> He is the pirate who don't do anything. <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think that, like, the character is pretty pretty much just made as a joke, and he's actually just that funny. <laughs> he's made as a joke, like, us as an audience and Luffy as the Straw Hats doesn't take him seriously, yeah. but... Now he's one of the four warlords. And it's kind of funny when you think that, like, he basically has that position because he wore down the last person who had that. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. No, that's right. Warlord. Yeah. So warlord, he got he got handed that pretty easily. I wasn't thinking warlord. Sorry. He does get that before time skip. But where we're at right now, he's one of the emperors. He's Shanks level. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) For just bullshitting his way through it. (laughs) And I find that kind of amazing. It also just kind of speaks to uh, real life management, if you think about it. (laughs) Really, when you think about it, yeah. (laughs) But the the way that Luffy, the way that Luffy beats him in this arc when they first meet is by tickling his bare foot when he's when he's chasing Nami and then stubbing his toe on the ground because Buggy's uh, devil fruit power lets him come apart from himself, like take pieces and bits of himself and float away. But his feet have to stay on the ground. So it starts with Luffy just tickling his feet while Buggy's flying away and then just slamming his toes into the ground. And it's, ah, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> and then at the end of everything, Nami ties all of Buggy's parts. They fire it out of a cannon. So Buggy only has his head, his hands, and his feet. And that's it. The The best part about that he, is, like, as a manga reader, like, up until mm-hmm. Buggy actually does come back, is, like, you're just seeing, uh, like, all of Buggy's story, like, after that arc is shown, like, um, as eye catchers, like, in between chapters. So, like, it just shows, yeah. like, his his journey. So, like, I know in the anime, it's, like, all, like, one or two episodes. But it's it's kind of funnier when you, 
kind of see it as just like they're just showing him like in between uh chapters of like the big story and then he still comes back like back into the real story so you kind of have like this uh <laughs> you, you kind of have like this weird attachment to him because like you've he, he's still been there through the whole journey technically but you you haven't seen him like partaking in the main story it, I just like the way that it ties back into, or like how he ties back into the story in the manga. You know who Buggy actually really reminds me of thinking about it now? Joker. Ludo. No. <laughs> Ludo from Star vs. Forces of Evil. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, he kind of does. He he starts as a joke character. He starts off. And then he comes back yeah. as like a. Well, Ludo comes back as like a decent threat, like at least once. Yeah. But I, but I don't know. I mean, if Buggy I mean does. in the case of like. I mean, in the case of, like, Buggy starts off with an actual sizable ship and crew, like like Ludo does. He starts with uh, some loyal subjects, but then has everything ripped away from him, like uh, like they do with Buggy, and fire him out of the, the cannon. Mm-hmm. And then he's on his own until the end of Impel Down. And <laughs> and just coming back with... Uh, when he make when he makes his actual big appearance back in into the limelight, he yeah. becomes a warlord of the sea. <laughs> so it's just like there's there's a lot to unpack there with a clown that can go at you with a tornado of blades. <laughs> Long story short, I like Buggy. <laughs> <laughs> he he is kind of a fun character. Like I don't know what it is. Like I think the uh, my favorite thing is that like. The entire time during that journey, he's just a, he's just stubby. <laughs> he's just yeah. a head with like appendages, and that's it. Which you would think is disturbing, but for some reason, for Buggy, it makes sense. Yeah, it like, does, and it's him also with a just full body cute. doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after they defeat Buggy, uh, the next arc I have here is uh, the Syrup Village arc, and that's uh, Usopp's town. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually so do like you remember kept, it? I, yeah, I do. Yeah, that that's uh, one of that's, the chapters that I read. Like I read through uh, uh, start to finish on that one. I so do, you remember uh, Kuro? Yeah, I do. I do. I actually liked Kuro as a villain. I thought he was a really, really good villain. I mean, a butler that will stab you in the back, and because he's equally a pirate. Yeah, no, that's someone you don't want to mess with. <laughs> no, that's a cool. That's a cool like evil backstory though. Like he's. Yeah. He, he's doing it all just to like gain uh gain her money essentially because <laughs> she doesn't have any family and my heart melted for uh for Kaya yeah like the the somewhat relationship between Usopp and Kaya because Kaya was uh told that she was deathly sick couldn't leave the house and the only company she had was Usopp coming up and telling her stories which were tall tales, but he was lying, saying that he was the one that participated or that did all of that stuff. And I just found that really cute because it actually lifted her spirits and he's only doing it to make her happy. And, and it kind of adds to his character. Like it shows that he, he is a liar, but he's not doing it to make himself look better. He's doing it or he's kind of, it's kind of just a habit for him more than anything. And it's something that's hard for yeah. him to get away from, but he only does it in, but like when he, he lot, when he lies for like a good reason and it happens to make somebody uh, feel better or it oddly in the case of Kaya, like, I think it, I do agree with you. I think that's really, really cute. Like how he comes over and he tells her stories and like, aside from the butlers, like that's all the company she has. 
And, and it is kind of really sweet. And Lying actually does uh, partake in Usopp's fighting style, too. Like, I'm not sure if he does any of it through uh, through the Syrup Village arc, at least. But he's known for having his 5-ton hammer, or his 10-ton hammer. And it's really just like a big-ass balloon and a cardboard tube. <laughs> but when he, pull- when he pulls it out, his enemies are just seeing a hammer that says 5-T on it and are <laughs> panicking. <laughs> he actually makes one-, one character later on faint because of it. Because he's scaring her so much. <laughs> I don't think that was it, in it. I don't think that was in there. I think that was a later thing. It, it was a later thing. I don't think it was in the syrup. But he does lie to his enemies saying like he has a legion of 8,000 men under his command and stuff like that. Or lying and saying that he's an easy target when really he's luring them into a trap. So lying is a big part of his personality. Yeah. But he hardly ever uses it as a like to swindle people out of something. Yeah, yeah like I said, like he's he, not doing he's it trying... to be mean or to be evil. It's just like it's a habit, but it's also part of his character. Yeah. Like he does he does use it to try and get himself out of trouble. It never works, but uh, he still obviously. tries. It's kind of a it's kind of like a the best way I can describe it is like it's kind of like a wimpier version of uh like Han Solo in a way. Like he he's the scoundrel that you... lies, but he's not lying for like any particular gain. He just kind of does it because it makes him appear better to strangers. When you think about it, he's kind of mirroring Kuro. Like Kuro's lying to Kaya to kill her and take her estate and everything else. But Usopp is doing it to make her feel better and like not as a malicious person. Yeah. He's not doing it for any kind of advantage. He's a liar with a golden heart. Yeah. There's there's something to be said for like lying being kind of a, a recurring theme for that whole arc. And it kind of ties together yeah. with Usopp's character and Kuro's character, like how they're kind of opposites, but they're also kind of the same. Yeah. But then the most, Im- one of the most important milestones happens in this arc, the going Mary. That's true. That's where the goat ship comes in. I, I love that shit. <laughs> I fucking, ad- I fucking adore the Mary so much. Mary's a good ship. And <laughs> to, to me, like the, the Mary is like, like throughout the, the rest iconic, of the- to me, it's the iconic, uh, one piece ship like that's that's the one piece ship like the the sunny is is also the one piece ship but it's not (laughs) to to you it's it's married and honestly to me it's married too like i like the sunny fine yeah but it's it's not the going merry yeah there's a certain like uh there's a certain charm to it it's really hard to explain i think i can't tell if it's the like it's a simple looking pirate ship and like the only really big characteristic is that it has the uh the goat at the head but it's still it's yeah it's cute it's kind of goofy but it's also very fitting the thousand sunny is a good ship too but it's it's a little flashier in my opinion <laughs> i think it's i think it's because the going mary actually feels like a pirate ship like yeah. when you're walking on the floor it's actual uh board their resting area was well, like, well, like uh, the, the sunny is too while... it's just like the the sunny has more of a well that's the thing the the, sunny sunny has has, a technological edge to it is the thing yeah well okay so when you think of the mary you think of a normal pirate ship like the boards the hammock stuff like that but the mary the mary has grass the mary has boosters the mary can go underwater the mary the sunny can fly (laughs) like there's a whole bunch of stuff the sunny can do because it was built by frankie that the mary can't so when you think about it, the Sunny is a better ship, but 
to me the mary is more iconic it, somehow somehow the sunny or uh, sorry the the mary has like more personality to me like it, it's very simple but it's also very uh it, it just kind of encap- encapsulates like the earlier seasons of uh one piece even though even though like Not part only of that, that is the fact that I feel like part of the Mary's existence is to show like how outclassed the straw hats are just because their ship is so simple and so small and it's not a like it's not equipped to be the pirate king's uh vessel but it's also kind of sad when you see that ship has to go. Not only that but when you realize the Mary somewhat somehow kind of comes alive. <laughs> God. I hate I hate that detail. It's so awful. <laughs> I I hate that detail too, but the fact that it comes alive and saves them, and then five minutes later they're burning it. Yeah. It's like haunted ship, haunted ship, <laughs> <laughs> light it ablaze. I love you, Luffy. Someone burn the ship. It's talking nope. to me. <laughs> Save the food. Burn the ship. <laughs> you know, captain's supposed Luffy's to go down sandwiches with the first. Ship. I'm not a captain yet. <laughs> Luffy's and sandwiches first. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, why do I like that so much? <laughs> uh, did you have anything else on syrup? No, not no, not so really. I, got all I mean, I, I feel like the uh, I, I feel like like the ending of it, like unfortunately, is like the best part of it because like the kids from the island are not that interesting or funny in my opinion. I think they're kind of yeah. bland. But, but I mean, that, that's to be expected. The, Sometimes kid characters just kind of are. But the ending of it with Usopp getting ready to ship out on his own. Yeah. And Luffy's like, what the hell are you doing? No, get on the ship. Get on. <laughs> He's like, why do you want me? You're going out to sea. We're going out to sea. I don't really see the problem here. <laughs> Which, I mean, he had a point. <laughs> I, I I like how Luffy is then, just like, you're part of my crew now, and you don't have a say. <laughs> here's the thing. He does that to everybody. It pretty much even he when does, they're like, yes. no, like, no. No one more famous for that than Robin, but to everybody, he's like, I'm just, I decided you are going to be part of my crew. I don't care what you want. This is what I'm telling you. (laughs) He's just like, to be honest, your compliance is not a factor. (laughs) And it never is, apparently. Yeah, it never will be because Luffy does not ask for consent when it comes to being part of the crew. (laughs) He really doesn't. He's a horrible human being. But at the same time, so he's after, giving them, like, the opportunity of a lifetime to fulfill their dreams, so... <laughs> yeah, okay, you got a point. <laughs> so then after after Syrup Village was uh, the Baratier... Uh, bar, bar, that's, uh, that's Sanji's story, right? Yeah, I just can't remember how they actually pronounce the restaurant. I, I wouldn't even try, personally. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's French. But yeah, no, that's that's Sanji's arc. It's French for don't even the try. Mi- there you go. <laughs> a restaurant in the middle in the middle of the ocean that uh, that accepts the comings and goings of marines and pirates alike. And just the just the concept of that was amazing to me because it's just like this is a whole this is a whole series about people just being on the ocean. Yeah. So, why not actually start a business? In the middle of the goddamn ocean, which in on paper sounds like a horrific idea, but what his restaurant is like one of the most successful in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like so that really that kind no of reminds me of uh, that. That kind of reminds me of like Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, like where there's the park where like the humans and the mutants can live together or can just both visit, and there's no like outside manipulation to it. Yeah. 
one thing I actually do love about this restaurant, like we don't see it used for this purpose, but it has wings that it can unfold, like not not for flying, but so like people can dine outside, like on the ocean view. Oh, yeah. So like you can, but we, uh, yeah, when we use it, we use it for fighting. <laughs> so and then we meet Sanji, who annihilates a Navy, another Navy captain and just. I think he just like spits in his food or something or just smashes the uh, the plate in the pirates in the captain's face because the captain is doing nothing but complaining about the food. Um, I can't remember how Sanji punishes him other than beating his ass, but I know he beats his ass. Yeah, I think uh, he was either insulting the food or uh, like while still eating it or he was... Uh... Uh, I, I think he might have been just talking shit about the captain, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it was more about the food. It's, been, Sanji, a while, it's been a while since I, I I got to that point, yeah. Sanji can be summed up in three things, and two of them have to do with food. Yeah. One, uh, appreciate food. Two, do not waste food. And three, if you're a woman, I immediately adore you. <laughs> if you're a man, I hate you. <laughs> And that happens with every female he meets in the freaking series, and it's to the point where it really annoys me. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't he get better as it goes on? Like I thought, but no. (laughs) (laughs) At least not where I am right now. I mean, we haven't watched it in a little bit, but still. (laughs) He shows some restraint, but as as the episode goes, we see Sanji's backstory, and... Honest to God, a lot of the Straw Hats have really, really sad and depressing backstories. That, that's one of the strengths. Like of it's the, no wonder they want to go the, out to see. Just of the show in general is like the drama is actually really, really good. Like yeah. you don't you don't always get Especially that in show this, sometimes. But this this backstory does something a little bit different. Like I'm not saying Sanji's specific backstory does. I mean One Piece doing backstories does something a little different. It all actually happened when they were kids. Like, instead of, like, two or three years ago, Mm, this is how they were brought up. Like, around this kind of horrific upbringing. Like, when Sanji was a kid, his ship exploded due to Zeph invading, because Zeph at the time was a pirate. And then Zeph and him were stranded on an island where Sanji and Zeph had to survive for, like, three months on a week's worth of food. Zeph did not give Sanji any of the treasure, but he gave him all the food. Sanji didn't know this, and instead Zeph ate his own leg. So there's there's a whole lot of things to unpack there. I'm giving like the bare-ass minimum, <laughs> but true. there's a lot to think about I, there. I think it makes sense for them to, like, when they do talk about, like, the, the main characters, like the Straw Hats, when they're kids, I think yeah. that's, like, the best place to start. That kind of uh, those kinds of backstories, because like that that's the really formative years for their characters. That also kind of just set helps like set the stage for what they're going to be like when they're older. And they're and kids are like super impressionable, especially by their environment. Yeah, exactly. So like if you if you're around that kind of atmosphere from when you're a kid to when you're most of the straw hats at this point are like 15, 16, 17, somewhere yeah, in there. young adult age. It's it's going to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a part yeah. of you. <laughs> and Sanji, like, we don't discover what happened when he was a little, little kid until way later. Like, I don't even actually know what happened. Where ways out. But it's not good. Like, when he's uh, 
like with his actual birth yeah, family. Yeah, we're, we're a ways out from that one. Like, yeah, it's it's bad though. But then, so this is the one where uh, Don Creed comes in, which we already talked a little bit about, where no one on the ship wanted anything to do with, like, fighting-wise. Meanwhile, here's Luffy just charging through bullet spears, punching through a cloth of spikes with absolutely no fear, and just obliterating this man. (laughs) And, yeah, no, that just speaks to the testament of, like, how little fucks Luffy can give if you're his enemy. This is why you want to be on his crew and not against yeah. <laughs> him, because he will lay you out. I think that the the strongest part of that whole arc is just uh, Sanji's backstory and his introduction. Uh, I'm not Honestly, as, I think so, too. I, I don't find the fight as memorable, personally. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still an awesome fight in my no, eyes. I mean, a One Piece <laughs> fight is still a good fight. It's just, like, there, there are the lesser lesser fights that you just don't think about that much yeah I, like frankly this, i think uh, of, uh, frankly i think of the uh the fight with kuro a little bit more fondly than i do this <laughs> really i'm actually the op- i'm actually the opposite way like like i like when it comes to kuro himself i think more of uh fighting his subordinates than i do actually fighting him but don craig like he didn't really have any subordinates that lasted longer than five minutes <laughs> But most of what Usopp fought were Koro's subordinates until Luffy got well, back. In the well, party. I mean, like uh, this... in terms of like what I find more memorable, I find uh, the Kur- like the the final battle with Kuro uh, a lot more memorable than I do uh, Don Krieg. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I, I also that. I also really liked uh, the detail of like how Kuro like lifts his glasses with his palm because like that's how he got used to doing it because he didn't want to scratch himself. Yeah. And how that was a telltale sign to, like, his crew thinking that he gone soft because he'd been a butler for two years. Right. But since he still pushed his glasses up the same way, he hadn't gotten rusty at all or forgotten how to use his finger knives at yeah. all. And it was... I well, love I love those weapons, but they're exceedingly long. <laughs> like, I'm used to Freddy Krueger, like, maybe, maybe, like, half a foot of blade out. <laughs> but Kuro went from, like, when he was raising up to his shoulders, almost went to the ground on all ten fingers. <laughs> it was kind of, kind of horrendous. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I, I'm just saying, like as far as like what's more memorable, I think I still find like y- you remember all that stuff about Kuro more than you remember like all that stuff, like anything about Don Krieg. The two, the two things I remember most about Don Krieg is. Luffy charging through uh, through the bullet storm, yeah, and then punching through that cloth. No, of yeah, that, that's badass. Like that's and that is what I remember. That's uh, but in my eyes, like that's Luffy being more badass than it is like. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don Don Krieg himself, I remember little to nothing. I know he had a lot of weapons. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Koro, I could tell you what yeah, he yeah. did. There, there are some lesser I there are some like, lesser One Piece villains and I think Don Krieg was kind of one of them. I feel like this next arc though covers like a lot of those things. Like um a good villain, a good story, a badass fight, and the next one is Arlong Park. Can I like this can I be like of, a little presumptuous and say that like Arlong Park is kind of the the Frieza saga of One Piece? I mean, if you want to say that, go ahead. I'm just going to say that this arc was not easy for me to watch <laughs> because it it centers around Nami, probably my favorite straw hat outside of Luffy, and just seeing her heart, seeing her story 
oh dear god Sanji suck it up you had nothing compared to this <laughs> I mean you haven't gotten to his actual backstory as a child yet so I would hold your tongue for now but still <laughs> oh wow mommy and mommy and daddy didn't love me <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> just saying <laughs> go on say your piece so with with Nami, she and she and her sister, well, almost sister, they weren't really related. Anyway, she and her sister found in an abandoned burned village by an ex-Marine who gave up the Marine life to raise up these two girls. Eventually, Arlong took over and started charging fines to letting people live. Uh, I can't remember her. I can't remember her name. Nam, uh, Nami's mom. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember her name either, but unfortunately. Okay, but Nami, uh, Nami's mom had paid, but not enough to cover all three. And she gave the money to let the girls survive. And Arlong in place killed her. And then Nami decided to play the long game, which was be the navigator for Arlong because she was already showing promise of being a navigator. No, I thought that it was... Uh, and what, wasn't it the... Uh, like they forced her into it, basically. Like she didn't even get the choice. They for they forced her into it at first because they saw the the star charts that yeah. she was drawing. But then after she was there for like a year, decided to play the long game, and the village would hate her. No one would want anything to do with her. But she was doing it for the village to try because she made a deal that she would get a billion uh, berries. In order to buy the oh, yeah. island, didn't back. she like get to that point? But like he didn't honor it. She got to that point, but um, instead of Arlong finding it, she uh, he ratted her out to the to the navy, uh, and then the navy found the the billion berries, and then she would have had to start from scr- step one because they confiscated all of the all uh, of the money. Again, I really I I remember this one decently, but obviously I don't remember exact details. Yeah. The the two scenes that stand out specifically to me in this arc are the ones where Nami is stabbing herself repeatedly in the shoulder to remove the Arlong mm, tattoo. Yeah. And when when Luffy gave uh, gave her his straw hat like for that for that because he has to come back for it. And then because he has to come back for for her. Yeah. And then and then the straw hats versus the Arlong like, pirates. That is a like really, that whole that that is a really drawn out like like I said I think it's the Frieza fight of the series because it's really long it's really drawn out and it's very like nail biting because there are a couple scenes where uh, they try to drown Luffy and Luffy almost almost fucking dies. Yeah, but one person grabs his neck and stretches it yeah. out to <laughs> the far side of the ocean. I mean, I... it's kind of amazing to see. <laughs> Another part of just, like, why I love One Piece is they always find a way to, like, incorporate Luffy's stretchiness into some kind of joke. Yeah. And then just the way that he starts this fight, too. Like, after he talks to Nami, he just bursts into Arlong Park and asks which one of you is Arlong. And Arlong's just like, that'd be me. And then he just straight up punches him across the entire courtyard. (laughs) And saying, that's for making my navigator cry. Like just that start of a fight, you know he's he's done. Yeah, th- that's when you know <laughs> Luffy is out awesome. for blood. <laughs> when it's it's that it's that meme, and I actually love this meme because it has to do with multiple different characters. Uh-huh. It's when he stops. It's what be afraid of him when he stops smiling, 
and then be afraid of him when he is smiling for like heroes and villains alike. Like, be afraid of Goku when he's not smiling. Be afraid of Vegeta when he is smiling. Yeah, when Luffy's not smiling, run. (laughs) Or pray to God you're not in his line of fire. (laughs) Just this whole big drawn-out fight, like, not even just Arlong and Luffy, but Hachan and Zoro. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a big highlight for me, is that fight. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, thinking of that made me think of another another Uh moment. So in the uh, so in the previous arc, we had a mini fight of Zoro and Mihawk, mm-hmm. and that's where Zoro got the scar across his chest. In this arc, uh, Zoro was still bandaged up because he was beaten pretty bad in that yeah. fight. Arlong is holding Zoro up completely helpless and grabs and rips off the bandages that are covering that Mihawk scar. And the scream that Zoro does in response uh. to it... Uh it's bad. It's it's really bad. But at the same time, it's one of those things that are really bad, but it still sticks with you. Yeah, that's and I feel yeah. like that's kind of the important thing. <laughs> like I said, like I, like, I feel like it's the Frieza uh level or I feel like it's the Frieza arc of memorable or like level of memorable for, for One Piece. Cause Arlong himself is yeah, also really I'll, cool. Uh I, I love his design. I love how like just generally evil he is i also like the fact that uh there is a point like later on when they first start uh the post time skip uh arc where they bring in the politics of like how arlong is part of why uh uh why fish people are still not uh recognized as people necessarily so like he kind of led a uh, he, he kind of led like a, a rebellion against humans with uh, a bunch of fish people is what kind of happened there. So like he's really infamous among his own people. And I mean, it shows and for good yeah, reason. I, I think it's like a really good detail and it also kind of like help uh, cements Arlong as like a really uh, imposing figure for the series. Like even after, even after he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And one of my other favorite things about the Arlong arc is this is the first time that we actually get to see Luffy's battle axe move. Oh yeah, that's right. Which I know it's just a, I know it's just a big ass kick where he extends his leg all the way up and brings it back down. But this is the first time that we see him take down an entire structure to take down the enemy. And I adore (laughs) it. (laughs) Because the because all he wanted to do was toss was destroy the room that he was in, which was the room that Arlong tortured and forced Nami wasn't to work it, in. Uh, and wasn't it his mansion? Luffy just it, it was kind of, it was the mansion, yeah, and it was the big house structure like in Arlong Park, yeah. So and it was filled with Nami's uh, Nami star charts. Oh uh, yeah, and that's right. Luffy just burnt burned like all of it. And just completely destroyed the room and in that aspect destroyed the mansion yeah. on top of it. And then God, just that that entire arc is probably until all uh, before the Grand Line, at least like when they're still in the East Blue, that whole arc is probably my favorite part of that of that entire yeah. area. Because if, if we include the Grand Line, that's going to be a whole other yeah, story. I, mean, I feel like <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to compare. And yeah, no, you're right. But then after, uh, so then after that arc, we have we have the team that we have until until we go to the Grand Line. So we have Luffy, Zoro, Nami, 
Sanji, and Usopp. Those are the five that go to the Grand Line. Oh, yeah, that's true. And and their last stop before uh, before starting to cross that path is going to Loungetown. Do you remember Loungetown? That's uh, Chopper's Village, right? No, that's not. Chopper, Chopper isn't until the okay. uh, Grand Line. Uh, then I probably don't remember this bit. Loungetown was the birthplace and execution site oh. of uh, Gold D. Roger. Okay, now I remember. So... Luffy only wanted to go here because it was where the legend started and mm-hmm. ended. And he got to see the execution platform. There was a bunch of shit that happened. <laughs> and there there was a whole bunch of things that were set into motion in Loungetown. <laughs> like, I think that's where we first actually meet Smoker. Like, we might we might have met Smoker earlier. I don't know. No, remember. this is where we meet him. But, Okay. So this is where we officially meet Smoker, and I adore it because I love Smoker. <laughs> he's such a badass. At least he's and actually smoking. And we meet a, a Takashi. At least he's actually smoking. Yes, if he's not smoking, he's not Smoker. He's Chaser. He's Chaser, and he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he sucks. So we meet uh, Smoker and Takashi, and they're two Marine. Fa- they're two Marine officers that stay. I, until like the end of the series, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're still around. And Smoker just with the he's like our first taste of the Lugia fruit, which turns someone's body into an element. So Smoker turns into smoke. And then Takashi is a swordswoman that looks exactly like Zoro's old friend. I honest to God, before I started watching this again, thought she was. And that she just had her memory erased or something. But no, it, it's definitely confirmed they're two totally different characters. <laughs> and it just breaks my mind. And I feel so bad for Zoro having to see this. <laughs> but this is also where uh, Luffy meets back up with Buggy. And Buggy tries to execute Luffy on the same execution platform as uh, Roger. And like mid-swing a giant thunderbolt just strikes down onto the execution platform, electrifying Buggy, all of his people, and everyone below him. But Luffy, our little straw hat boy, is made of rubber. (laughs) Lightning doesn't do shit, and I adore that, and I adore that feature. I really do. (laughs) I'm surprised that... I don't remember a whole... I'm surprised that, like, Luffy doesn't have any, like... Uh, electricity power is because like rubber does uh, block electricity, but it also holds a charge. Yeah. I mean, as far as we are right now, who knows? Maybe he'll actually charge something into that later. I, mean, I, I doubt it. Like we're, we're way too far for that to be. A I thing. do too. <laughs> but at the same time, we haven't seen, we haven't actually seen gear four or let alone gear five of like what they can actually or, do. We, you and you and I haven't at least. <laughs> You and I haven't. This is something that exists in the One Piece world already. But you and I have not officially seen Gear 4. So, unfortunately, as far as Loungetown goes, that's about all I know. We do know that Luffy gets rescued by a mysterious uh, revolutionary army uh, person because Smoker almost has him. Mm -hmm. But the revolutionary army uh, steps in and... Luffy gets away. I think that was the only reason that Luffy wanted to stop there was because it was the birthplace and death place of Goldie yeah. Roger. But that was really about it. And that's 
unfortunately, that's a, as far as I can remember. Um, as far as Lambstown, I mean, you really don't need like, to. Remember it was just that one of those else, one of those one stop ones. Now, okay, guys. So, uh, what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna answer those questions that uh, Jaden got ahead for us, like I told you in the beginning. But I think for now we're gonna call this part one of One Piece. So what that means is we discuss all everything from the East Blue, but we still have the Grand Line to do before time skip. So, and I can understand that is a whole lot to digest. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna call this part one here from the East Blue. Um, me and Kyo again will be back for a part two for the Grand Line. And I'll talk to Jayden about that. I'll let you guys know when that's coming. So just stay tuned for that. But uh, let's go ahead and get those uh, questions real quick. Because these questions, I actually want to get your take okay. on too, Kyo. So our first one is from uh, Perfect Can Eleven Sixty Two. Um, everything you know about the Void Century, and I know nothing. <laughs> I'm what sorry. <laughs> I really don't. The Void... So the Void Sentry is the uh, the Poneglyphs that Robin is looking for. Uh. And she's looking for the uh, the blanked out Sentry, the one that was wiped away from all history. What kind of question is that? Come on. And unfortunately, I know nothing. Robin probably still doesn't know nothing. <laughs> I'm even... Po- I'm even like post time skip. I don't know if she actually knows anything about the Void Sentry or not. I know Gold Roger knows it, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. That That's a very loaded question. <laughs> and this is already a loaded episode. And then uh, and then Perfect Can also had another question. Uh, what is Luffy's actual dream? And these are, these are both from Reddit. Luffy's actual dream, bluntly put, is to be King of the Did Pirates. Did you not watch the show? <laughs> He's very... Very clear about this, but I think, well, I mean, okay, to you, I think they're asking, what does King of the Pirates entail? Like, what does Luffy actually want? Like, how do you, what do, what do you get by being uh, King of the Pirates? That That's also kind of a hard to answer question, actually. Um, as far as I know, uh, my understanding is that it's not really a position of power. It's more of a position of respect amongst the pirates so like it's something that uh you can only attain by climbing essentially climbing to the top and uh my assumption is that it also means like becoming one of the seven warlords i don't know if that's true like you you can quote or you can quote me on that later i guess i feel like you're i feel like you're mostly right it's not really a position of power it's more about a position of respect but Luffy also says the mo- the thing that he wants most is freedom. Like, the-, the King of the Pirates is the most free man on the sea. Which means that there are seven warlords of the sea. There are four uh, tyrants of the sea, or like gods of the sea, essentially. But there is only one king. And everyone below, everyone below the king, like, respects that title. And... The only reason the Navy caught Gold Roger was because he turned himself in. So, like, even the Navy didn't really fuck with him after becoming King of the Pirates until he himself... I I mean, funny enough, like, if you think about it, like, there's even a point where the Navy doesn't even want... Or the Marines don't even want to fuck with, like, the Straw Hats to a certain degree. Like, and they're not even, like, that 
big compared to some of the other pirates that are that like show up later down the line but they're still like infamous for destroying like just one warlord and that's yeah. like at the start of the Which, time scale. after defeating one warlord after defeating one warlord his his bounty goes up from like 50,000 or something like that to 300 million or, or yeah to 300 yeah. million so it it turns into a whole thing <laughs> But I, I think Luffy's actual dream is just wanting the freedom, like the absolute freedom of the sea, because that's what he wants. He wants to adventure and he wants the freedom to do that. And that's what I think the King of the Pirates gets. OK, and we have uh, we have one more here. I don't really know if you'll have a take on this, but I'm okay. curious. Um, is Blackbeard. OK, hold up. This is from uh, Count Meowington on on okay. Instagram is is Blackbeard one person or multiple people? And the only reason that I feel like this is a question is because Blackbeard has multiple devil fruits and it is canonically canonically implied that one person can hold one devil fruit and that's uh-huh. it. And even, even when we initially meet Blackbeard, um, Luffy and Zoro talk to him once in the bar. And then when they're talking to him again outside it, they're saying that that's not the same man. Like he has split personality. Oh, or something. okay. Um, I don't have a huge amount of input on uh, Blackbeard necessarily. Like I only have seen uh, like some of what you or what I what happened with the uh, uh, what was that episode? It was the episode where like uh, uh, him and his crew like start chasing Luffy. And they're trying to get to Skypea. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm curious what your thoughts on that are necessarily. I honest to God don't know how to put this one. Because to me, Blackbeard seems like one person. But he's just sometimes he's conniving. Sometimes he's calm. Sometimes he has a short fuse. Like it, it seems like he's just the same person just with massive mood swings. I don't really see anything that definitely makes him more than one person I, yeah unless maybe he's eaten somebody <laughs> um I, I think the uh I, I think the implication is that like he's just insane that's kind of <laughs> like, what i'm thinking just pure yeah. psychopath because <laughs> so there's a lot of theories as far as uh, blackbeard goes that he has uh he has two devil fruits right now but his devil icon or his pirate icon is three skulls so we're thinking that he's three people and that he's going to get a third oh, devil interesting. fruit. Like, I do not know how plausible that is. The fact that he has two blows my mind. He has darkness and white beards, and that alone makes him a powerhouse. What in the hell else is he going to grab? Like, really? <laughs> but I, I honestly don't know how to answer that. To me, Blackbeard is one person that can just have two devil fruits because he is greedy enough to do so. But I do That's, not know. I, I like that. I like that thought, honestly. Yay. <laughs> Approval. <Yeah. laughs> All right. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up here. Uh, Kyo, where can people find Y'all you? You can find me on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Newgrounds. Uh, I'm most active on Newgrounds, and uh, you guys can uh, find my website on either one of those uh Either one of those sites, you guys can find me at GoPro Kyo on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and uh, Newgrounds. So if you guys want to uh, commission me, I uh, my slots are always open. And uh, yeah, I'm just available if you guys need uh, 
uh, artwork, voiceover, or uh, script writing. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. All right, and you guys can find me right here on Giant Music's channel or on Anime Podcasters, wherever you can hear us, be it here on YouTube, here on Spotify, here on wherever you are right now, hearing my lovely voice. You guys can also find me over on Twitter at HotshotGinger and my YouTube channel, HotshotGinger. And that's really about it. So, like I said, guys, this is part one of One Piece. One Piece is such a massive... Uh, such a massive anime manga franchise that there's way more to cover than just one episode, even if we're covering like half of something. So this is going to be part one of the pre time skip. We will be doing part two where it's the grand line and it's going to be me and Kyo. So no worries there and just keep your ear to the ground and we'll let you know when that one's coming. So that said, Thank, uh, this has been another episode of Anime Podcasters Podcast. I think you got the tone wrong. Anime Podcasters with Hot Shot and Kyo Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.